Beers and Buckets, the only podcast that discuss basketball and brews at the same time. We are part of Variety Sports Network. Check them out on Twitter at Variety underscore sports underscore. I'm your host, Connor Caldwell. I'm joined by Dal Harmon. Dal, it's just you and I today, so we have a little bit more time for funsies. Uh, so how how you been in the last since I talked to you two days ago? <laughs> uh, pretty good. Um, excited to talk Big Ten today. Uh, I had a call earlier with one of our clients. Uh, the first time I ever met with them, I was at like, we were essentially at on like our team meetup at in Des Moines. And I was just like wearing a Hawaiian shirt because I wasn't expecting to have any calls and got like pulled onto it last minute. <laughs> so since then, every time I've been on a call where I'm not wearing a Hawaiian shirt or like a fun shirt, uh, the like our main point of contact gets mad. So now <laughs> I have to wear Hawaiian shirts on Thursdays because that's when we meet with them. Uh, so in the, in the holiday spirit, not really holiday cause it's <laughs> the fall, but, uh, yeah, it's That's fun. fun. Um, channeling yeah, your inner you? Jim Hopper from stranger That's things. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm doing fine. I woke up while well, I was already awake. Um, but like 2 PM or 2 AM last night, tornado warning, like phone call from public service service announcement. Thankfully, there was no like damage to our house or anything, but um, just kind of crazy is like my wife woke up. She came out. She's like, there's a tornado warning. She's like half awake. I'm like, just go to sleep. Like, there's nothing we can do. Like, <laughs> not going to outrun it, you know? So, um, so yeah, it was, it was fine. Um, got a game tomorrow night. Looking forward to. So, man, got a bag of Skittles right here. I'm ready to go. Um, so, show rundown. Big 10 Hot Topics. Team rankings, all conference teams, uh, teams and season superlatives. Uh, and I do have to do my beer review today. Like we can't avoid it. It's called beers and buckets, and we didn't do one last week, so um, I got to do. We're gonna hit that and out of the way first. So let's just start with that. Do you are you drinking a beer this morning or afternoon? It's I'm drinking a nice orange ale. Um, it is <laughs> soon keist. I think is how you say it. It's um, German, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a citrusy, citrusy sort of flavor. Hmm. <laughs> smells very orangey. No, I'm not. Uh, I I do have a plan though for my beer reviews that we will be implementing on the next show. So yeah, um, we got we got big big things for the beer side of beers and buckets in the works. Um, I will not be going sober anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um. So just bear with us as we get back in the swing of things. But not beer with us. <laughs> Ooh. Um. <laughs> I didn't get the bottle out of the fridge, but I, I do have um, five more of these, but I did. It's called a uh, Dunkin' Pumpkin by Harpoon Brewery in Boston, mm. Massachusetts. It's a latte inspired ale. Uh, it's 5.2% ABV with zero IBUs untapped on, you know, forever. We'll have these beers as like three and a half stars or whatever. Yep. Um, so the crushability on it, two out of five. The bottle design was a two out of five, pretty, pretty bland, but it does use like the Duncan style logo, um, which I'm, I'm assuming they got like permission to use. I'm not entirely sure, but it is for Boston. So probably, um, probably the aroma is actually pretty good though. Cause that's like a pumpkin 
latte smell to it. Uh, it's three out of five. The flavor was good. It's just, again, not crushable. So I gave that a four out of five. And the appearance when I poured it in glass was looked like better than just your average beer. So it was four out of five as well. So overall, it came out to three out of five. So Untapped was pretty spot on with it. But I do recommend it if you're looking for something just different that you're not trying to crush. So go check that out. Dunkin' Pumpkin by Harpoon Brewery. Okay, so Big Ten Hot Topics. Here we go, man. Here we are talking Big Ten. So let's let's start with the inevitable, right? Number one team of the Big Ten last season, Purdue. In 2022, they lost to St. Peter's. In 2023, as a number one overall seed, they lost to the 16 seed Fairleigh Dickinson University. It was the third time the charm. I mean, I think the third time that the, is the charm means they have to like get the number one seed in the NIT or something and lose to <laughs> Coppin State. I don't know. Then they, they, I don't know how they outdo themselves here. Um, but no, in all seriousness, they'll probably do better than that. Will they? I, I doubt that they make it a lot farther. Uh, Because I still think they are, as we'll talk about, they are still a very similar team to the team they had last year, which will have similar flaws. So I don't see this one really going much different, but there'll probably be some regression to them being the team that they actually are. But they'll run into someone that can actually game plan for them and be a very similar outcome to last year. Yeah, I mean, and this is why we love college basketball, right? Like you. It's not always about Jimmy's, Jimmy's and Joe's in college basketball. Like, if you have a really good game planner, you can be competitive with these teams despite the lack of talent you might have. So, um, I I don't know what to expect from Purdue this year in the tournament. I think in the regular season they're going to be really freaking good. Yep. But does that also have... speak to the quality of the Big Ten overall? A little bit. You know what I mean? So. Yep. We'll see, um, but I do have a side note for this. So in 2022, National Player of the Year center Oscar Shibway in Kentucky lost in the first round to St. Peter's. In 2023, National Player of the Year center Zach Eady in Purdue lost to Fairleigh Dickinson in the first round. Is a center winning National Player of the Year a cursed position for their respective team? Like, does it put them in a terrible spot if your center wins national player of the year and you're considered to be in contention to win the national title? Where are you going with this? Just, I'm asking a question. I We've mean, seen it two years in a row. This, this feels like a trap. Um, yes. Question mark. I don't know. I mean, this I'm is my campaign for Hunter Dickinson <laughs> to win national player of the year. So that way, Kansas and their freaking cheating selves will get knocked out in the first round by Baja Blast Tech, as uh, Bradley Smith would put it, from Rep to No Good. Oh, man. Uh, How I'm hilarious would it be, though, if Hunter Dickinson wins National Play of the Year, Kansas gets bounced to the first round? Hey, that podcast episode after that loss, that's going to be fire. And everyone, has, and everyone has subscribed. <laughs> I mean, like, coincidences are crazy. Um, 
I just don't think you know we haven't seen a back to back national player of the year since who Ralph Sampson and in Virginia in like eighties. We talked about it last year when like in the preseason, like could Oscar Sheepway win it? Yeah, he could have. Will there be voter fatigue? Yeah, there will be. I think the same thing can happen here with with Zach Eady. Like our voters going to want to vote for him as national player of the year if he does the same exact thing he did last year probably not going to vote for him. You know, they're going to find somebody else that does it. And somehow it's going to be a center and it's probably going to be Hunter Dickinson putting up crazy numbers in the big 12, which is the best basketball conference. And he'll probably end up getting bounced to the first round. Cause that's what happens. I'm for it. Yeah. Yeah. This is my campaign. Heard. You heard Anything it here first. I'm going to tweet out like Hunter Dickinson, national player of the year campaign from the beers and buckets account with no context. Any other than this, like, now I'm going to post this clip and just see who who catches on and, and retweets it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Michigan State is this is his last slash best chance at a title. Um, I don't think it's his last. It might be his best. They should be really really good this year. Speaking of another team that didn't lose like anything uh, off of last year's team, that's they only upgraded. They only upgraded. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's one big loss, but uh, no, I mean, I just I don't have a sense for how long he will want to coach. I think even if they lose a couple guys off this year's class, like or this year's team, uh, in the draft next year, like they'll still be able to reload because it's Michigan State and Izzo. But it might be his, it might be his last best chance. Yes, so uh, if you want to combine the two, but yeah. Yeah, I think th- I think that's the best way to put it is his last best chance because I don't think he's, yeah. I think a lot of the team is going to be gone after this year. I don't know if he's going to be able to reload the way he used to be able to. They always give him the benefit of the doubt for somebody that his only title is like legally old enough to drink, but um, neither here nor there. Move on, Michigan. How hot is Juwan Howard's seat after failing to make the tournament with? Hunter Dickinson, future national player of the year, and two first-round draft picks. Connor, what are some bits that I have that I keep going back to? You have a lot. I don't know. Be more specific. Regarding coaching and coaching hiring decisions. You hate the legacy hires because yeah, and, they don't and they get a longer that. they get a longer leash. And yep, they end up abusing it. Yes, <laughs> which like they should, they should abuse it. The I I love the like bit about how an NFL GM's job or any GM's job, they're they're to winning winning the title is their second job. Their first job is keeping their job. Yeah, and like it's the same thing with coaches. So, I mean, it's probably decently hot, especially considering how he replaced. Those players, I think yeah. that matters more, honestly, than the losing the tournament or not making the tournament last year. Um, but I also don't think it's as hot as it would be if he was just Joe Schmo who hadn't played there and yeah. doesn't have the cachet that he does. Like He probably not, wouldn't have a not, job. If we're being honest, he probably wouldn't have a job if he wasn't a legacy hire. He'd probably be yeah, out by yeah. now. Yeah, you could definitely it, – it wouldn't have shocked me. Uh, if yeah, if he was Joe Schmo and got fired, um, but 
So it's probably hot, but not as hot as it should be, I yeah. guess is my answer. Yeah. I No, I agree with that. That's that's for sure. Uh, just It's insane the amount of talent that they have amassed in the last four years. Yeah. And really have they have that sweet 16 loss to show for it like that's it that's it's crazy but winning's hard man it is hard it is hard i mean but seeing what franz wagner is doing in the nba now and what he just won a world championship in fiba like that's the kind of talent he had and the usage that franz wagner had versus what hunter dickinson was being used at it that just blows my mind uh, but I guess college is still behind in that regards where we still are very center dependent, despite the the rest of the world saying like, you don't really need to be dependent on a center like that. So it is, uh, it's also two years of skill development will really help a dude like Franz sure, Wagner, which, sure, yeah. don't have, which is always going to be baked into college basketball. Cause yeah. You don't have the time. Like no. all, all that can help those guys is time, and that's something you don't have. So, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, and the last hot topic question: Indiana and Illinois. Pick one to make a deep run in the tournament. Gun to your head. Who are you picking? No, <laughs> I don't want to. Indiana. I think they probably have the best player of either of these teams. I don't know. Indiana is so weird because they lost so much from that from last year's team. And they lost a lot, but they they replaced it really well, and they kept the they, they kept the important pieces. My thing, so I'm picking Indiana. I love Matthew Meyer. I love, uh, or they lost Matthew Meyer. Um, yeah. I love uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. Um, that's the only person on Illinois that I like. <laughs> like I hate Coleman Hawkins. Can't stand the kid. Uh, Dane Danger has a cool name. Still can't stand him. You know what I mean? Like, um, Ty Rogers, just a fine guard. You know, not, nothing spectacular there. So, like, it, Illinois really it comes down to, um, Terrence Shannon Jr. It falls a lot on him. Indiana got the transfer, Kalel Ware from Oregon. Got the freshman that wanted a bigger role instead of hiding behind Duke Duke players that came back that weren't expecting got the got Anthony Walker from Miami who was on a final four team. Like that's a good, that's a good player. Right. So you got three guys. Plus you, you kept Xavier Johnson and Trey Galloway. So like you have a lot of return, like good quality returning pieces and you got experience coming in in the, in the front court and you got just a five-star phenom and come like can do kind of whatever you need them to do. I think Indiana right. has has a better chance to make a deeper run in the tournament than Illinois. Do I go shooting or height supremacy? Because <laughs> that's essentially the debate I'm having with myself right now. Like Trey Galloway is by far the best shooter on either of these teams. Um, Xavier Johnson's also a good shooter. So it's, I think offensively they should be much better if, than. If I said Illinois. if I said winning the Big Ten tournament or you know finishing like third in the Big Ten. Probably go Illinois in this scenario, but I'm talking about tournament success and how it translates because Illinois has just crapped the bed every year. Indiana has yeah, too, they, but they also just like don't have any like true guards. Yeah, like a lot of their yeah. a lot of their guards that play the guard position are like, like hybrid. Yeah. yeah, which 
great for height supremacy, big fan, but <laughs> not good for offensive output. I'll go Indiana. Yeah, I think Indiana is the choice here. So, okay, let's move on. Team rankings uh, for where we think they're projected to finish at the end of the year. I'll let you go first. Who you got? Um, I have Purdue. I think that they'll they still unlocked a level of like where they people will know how to beat them more, but executing that plan will be more difficult. And there's a big difference in playing two conference games every week than there is like being able to prep for them for a full week, week plus, yeah. like like you do in the NCAA tournament. Um, I also, my one, two are very, very close. I think there's a clear top two here. Uh, the other team that I have at second just has more to kind of figure out how the pieces work together more just because they have more incoming talent that will actually contribute uh, yeah. at a greater degree. So I think Purdue just kind of is like, let's run it back from last year. And for the most part, they succeed in that. That's fair. I have Michigan state as my one um, reason. Main reason being is because in the big East episode, I had Marquette finishing first again. And I just don't think it's going to go chalk like that again, two years in a row for the two different conferences. Like I just, don't think that like, I just don't trust those odds. Right. So uh, I think Michigan state comes in at one because they return a lot. They were a really good team. Um, they lost Joey Hauser. Correct. But they replace him with Xavier Booker, Jeremy fears, Cohen Carr and Garrick Norman. So um, yep. Xavier Booker is, is a top, top 10 recruit, top 12 recruit, whatever he ended up finishing six, 11 freshman that has like guard, like handles. So um, it's a matter yeah. of his motor. So, yeah, I like I said, they they just have more to figure out. But yeah. I think Joey Hauser is the biggest loss of between the two of these teams. Michigan State is who I had at second. They're, yeah, Joey Hauser is the biggest loss to replace, and they have they're replacing him with freshmen for the most part. So yeah. it's there's just more unknown there. I think they're the more talented team, but the most talented team doesn't always win the conference. Correct. Um, so that was kind of my thought process. Yeah. Now, and then I, I Purdue at second. Um, again, I think it speaks to the Big Ten overall, but yep. we'll see. Um, who do you have at third? Actually, looking at this now, I don't know why I hesitated so much on the Indiana Illinois <laughs> debate. Uh, I have Indiana finishing third. I think they're pretty. They're a pretty fun team. Um, I know they lost. Uh, Jalen Hood Shafino and why well, am I blanking on his name? Trace Jackson Davis. Um, but like you said, um, bring in McKenzie and Baco, bring in Cool Ware, uh, should have a couple guys step up. Uh, and I think shit, they're three through eight, I think, are all a lot of interchangeableness. Um, but just overall, like, height of talent, like ceiling kind of, I like them. Uh, so I had them at three. Yeah. Um, I have, I have Maryland at three and Indiana at four, um, almost splitting hairs there, but I think Jameer young, like being a fifth year player guard, like he averaged 15, almost 16 points a game last year. He was really good. Um, they, they don't lose a lot. They lost to Keem Hart that hurt for sure. But, um, outside of that, they don't lose a lot of 
like consistent scorers and rebounders. So, um, sure. and they get, they get, have a few, a uh, couple transfers, a few freshmen coming in. Uh, Deshaun Harris Smith. I watched some of his stuff before we like last night when I was making this. And uh, yeah, I think, I think he's going to be a solid player for them all around. Yeah. He should be their, their fifth starter, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then, like I said, I have, I have Indiana at fifth. Um, I do that. Like I love Chloe Ware and Mackenzie Mbako is going to be really good. Um, Anthony Walker is going to be good. We already talked about these guys. Um, I'm just not like the reason I have him in fifth instead of fourth is because of Woodson. I just don't think he's that great of a coach. Um, but I think he's better than Brad Underwood. So there's that. The bar is quite (laughs) low there. Um, yeah, I have, I have Wisconsin at four, uh, like the, the team they brought back. Uh, I think Greg guard is. That's gotta be a little hot though. Right? Like, yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, but they're also a weird season. school that they're just a weird school that like doesn't really they don't care cycle <laughs> through. Yeah, essentially, yeah. <laughs> um, their guards, their guards all shoot it pretty well. Uh, I mean, their top four guards: uh, Chucky Hepburn, Matt Kles- Klesmit, and AJ Store are all thirty-eight plus percent three-point shooters. Tyler um, Wall was their go-to guy last year. He's you know, he's in his grad year. He's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Trey Hepburn is also just a stud. He'll yeah. be one of the best guards in this league. So uh, I like I like them to finish there. Yeah. If they don't do much with this, Greg Gard does probably get uh, his seat. Probably does start to melt a little bit from the heat. But uh, they like they they got a, a they only had they only lost Jordan Davis. They they add in, like you say, AJ yeah. Store and a couple other freshmen. They were tied for 11th last year in the conference. So like if you haven't finishing fourth, like absolutely he, he buys him a little bit more time. Um, so yeah, we'll see. So you have Wisconsin at four and who you got at five. I just made a change to one of our products down there. Uh, I have at fifth, I have Maryland who you had at three. Um, Jameer young, speaking of good guards in the league, Jameer young. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, just echo all the things you said. I think that, like I said, a lot of these teams are interchangeable. I think there's going to be a ton of Big Ten teams that are either like they're kind of going to be what the SEC is this year, where you have your top two in football, your top two, and then you have just like a rotating cast of teams that are ranked 20th yeah. to 25th or in the like others receiving votes, and you just kind of all cycle through like around the 25th to 30th best team. Yeah. Um, They'll probably have a ton of teams make the tournament, but all as like six, seven, eight, nine seeds kind of, kind yeah. of deal. Yeah, I have uh, Illinois as my fifth team. Um, again, this is more because of what Terrence Shannon Jr. can do. Um, Coleman Hawkins, even though I can't stand him, like he's still a consistent player, like for what it's worth. Uh, Marcus Domask from Southern Illinois. He's going to be their their starter that replaces Matthew Meyer. Um, so we'll see um, what if he can fill that role in well. I think they'll be fine. Uh, I guess Quincy Geyer, I don't know how to pronounce it. Geyer, I don't know. Transfer from Oregon uh, will also be another starter for them. So they have two transfers in their starting lineup. So we'll see um, what happens. I, like, like you said, I just don't trust the guards. Um, but in the Big Ten, 
there's only like a handful of really good guards. It seems like so like when you're going up against Purdue one night, like your your focus is going to be on Zach Eady. It's not going to be on the backcourt slashing you. So um, true. So we'll see. Who do you have next? The Buckeyes of Ohio State. Um, Chris Holtman is sixth season. Losing Bryce Sensball obviously hurts, but they got Jameson Battle from Minnesota. They got Dale Bonner from Baylor. So they got a couple of guys with with, uh, some experience at the Power 5 level, and then they have a bunch of freshmen. And then they got a transfer from Penn State, uh, Evan McAfee. McAfee? Sorry, McAfee. But they kept Bruce Thornton. Which was a, like a solid keep because he was a he's a quality guard. He averaged like almost eleven points per game. So um, we'll see what happens. But I do think like this is like that seat's getting a little hotter for Holtman. I don't think he's out just yet. But after having the talent that he had on Ohio State last year, he's gonna have to really nut up or shut up kind of deal this year. Yeah, they they need a big step up from their freshman class last year. The guys that are sophomores now, Felix Okpara. Uh, Roddy Gale, Bruce Thornton, like you mentioned, they need they need those guys to step up yeah. and really take like that next step. Um, also, Scotty Milton, one of their guards they brought in is really really good. Um, I have them at eight. I had Illinois at six. Um, so we don't need to really go over that. No. Um, you did a pretty good job of of covering them. Uh, in between them, I have Northwestern at seven, and I have them uh, at eight. Though. So. I have Wisconsin at seven and Northwestern at eight. So we're pretty much like splitting hairs, like like passing between those two. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. First time we've really talked about them. Um, they bring in a couple transfers. Ryan Langborn, Langborg from uh, Princeton should slot into their, in their starting rotation as kind of like their third guard. Uh, hopefully the three probably. Um yeah, Chris Collins. I didn't know Chris Collins had been there for 11 years. That's kind of wild. Yeah. Uh, exciting. They made the tournament last year. Great, great stuff. Uh, they lose a couple pieces. Uh, Chase Ottage is the main the main loss. But um, if Boo Booey and his Boo-Booey. incredible name, if if that if he wasn't a household name uh, already, he I think he will be this year because yeah. he is the last of the those really great guards that. Yeah are kind of few and far between in this league. Yeah. Blake Preston's a name I feel like I know, but I don't know why I know it. I know he went to Liberty. That's all I know about him. But I feel like that's just like one of those names that like sticks out. I don't know why. Let's see if we can figure out why. Yeah, um, I don't know why he would. I don't know. He's from he's from Charlotte. I can't figure it out. But oh well. Uh, yeah, I have Northwestern at eight. I had Wisconsin at seven. Um so we both have Iowa at nine. Let's talk about Iowa here for a second. Freaking nepotism! Like he took over, <laughs> like he took over Bayheim's whole whole flow, right? You know, like Connor McCaffrey's left, but then the other McCaffrey brother is Patrick's back in the starting lineup as a redshirt senior. So um, this seems to be a theme among Iowa Iowa teams. Uh, their football uh, coaching staff is Kirk, or yeah, Kirk Ferentz, Brian Ferentz. Um, who will probably get fired slash I'm skeptical on if they actually fire him. Uh, but yeah, then you have the McCaffrey kids playing for their dad here. Um, <laughs> sadly, no more Murray's on the team. I That'll know. be a pretty big loss. Uh, Sucks. I, I, stop me if you heard this before. I think Iowa's offense is going to be really good. And I think their defense is going to be really bad. It's so the exact opposite of their football team. <laughs> yeah, true. And <laughs> 
how they've operated for the last five years uh, in basketball. So they need to do the Dragon Ball Z fusion dance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they end up with a really bad offense and a really bad defense. <laughs> Probably. Uh, yeah. Um, they did get a transfer from Valpo, um, Ben Crick, Kirk. I don't know how to pronounce sure. it, but it's he averaged he right. had almost twenty points a game last season, uh, albeit at Valpo. But he's a six nine grad transfer, so um, should be an instant impact player for the the Hawkeyes there. Yeah, they should be a fun team to watch. If yeah. nothing else. Yeah. All right. Who do you have at ten? I have the Cliff Omarui-led Rutgers uh, Scarlet Knights. Uh, weirdly, a hard place to play. I feel like every team in the Jersey Big Ten Mike that, goes to, that goes to Jersey Mike's arena uh, ends up losing, which is just funny. Uh, I also just like Cliff Omarui, uh, so that's why I kind of threw them here. Yeah, I think that there's a very clear drop-off from 8 to 9, and then I think there's another drop from 9 to 10, and the teams we have left. Um, but Ruggers is fun. Um, I think they had a Noah Fernandez from UMass that should be a pretty solid addition. He was like a 13 point per game guy and shot 45% from the field. So he brings some much needed shooting to that team. Um, but losing Cam Spencer, Caleb McDonald, uh, Caleb McConnell uh, is definitely going to be tough. Um, but I like them more so than some of these other teams in this kind of bottom tier of the Big Ten. So I actually have Rutgers at 11. I have Penn State at 10, which is like, ooh, spicy take. Um, Mike Rhodes in his first season coming from VCU. Like, I feel like the expectations are low, and that's why he's going to be able to succeed. He brought in 10 new players. Um, Mostly, like, there's one freshman on this team, and there's four yep. sophomores on this team. The rest of them are juniors, seniors, or grad transfers. Um, the starting lineup features two seniors, two juniors, and a grad transfer. Um, Puff Johnson, solid player. I know like he, his stats didn't really show it, but he's a solid player. Ace Baldwin Jr. is going to be the guy for Penn State. Um, and yeah, I think he's, he's, he's going to be really good. And when, you know, when we talked about it before, how shallow the guard depth in, is in this league, He's going to stand out, and I think he's going to will them on some games, and uh, they'll be a sleepy team that you know people aren't going to want to face. Um, and they're going to I mean, they're going to out the coverage, right? Yeah, sure. Because um, I, I kind of think they're going to be sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to outkick their coverage, in my opinion. I think they're going to surprise some people. Uh, so I have them at ten. Interesting. Um, yeah, I have them last, so uh, yeah. I think they're going to be bad. But Ace Bobham is really good. Um, next I have Nebraska, I have Nebraska and Michigan, uh, the next two, we're going to talk about Michigan, just how much they lost. Uh, they did a decent job of like bringing people in, uh, Olivier Kamoa, is that how you say his name? Uh, from Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. They bring in Namari Burnett from, uh, Alabama. They have a couple other freshmen that are coming in. Um, it's just like, I just don't see it. I think they're going to struggle offensively just because they don't have much shooting on those. Like Kamoa is a fun piece to add, but doesn't really add much from a shooting perspective and a spacing perspective, um, which I think will be their, their kind of struggle. Um, so have them at 12 Nebraska. They, I don't know. They're a weird team too. 
I don't like any of these bottom teams. Yeah, it's um, not fun. Nebraska, like, Hoiberg's in his fifth season there. They they lost um, just one double-digit score. Oh, two double-digit scores, excuse me. Um, they didn't replace it really well, like, at all. Um, no. And even, like, they got Aaron Lewis from Iowa, but is he even going to be able to play? You, are you, Liz? Uh He's not even going to be able to play. So it's like... yeah. This is weird. Um, Bryce Williams from Charlotte. That's a solid get. I know you've probably seen him a couple times when they played Wake. Um, yep. So He's like, solid. they're just it's just like a, there's nothing left to be desired on this team. Uh, that's yeah, how I they, feel about Michigan too. I will say their their shooting uh, does look pretty solid. They have a couple. They'll have like four or five guys that are thirty five percent plus. So they could uh, go on a little run. Uh, if they are able to get their offense going, but yeah. I'm skeptical on the like consistency with which they can do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and with Michigan, like we, we've talked about, probably too much. I there's I don't care. Like that is that's not as good as the team that they had last year, and they didn't make the tournament last year. So we'll see. Um, and then I have Minnesota last. You have them at thirteen. Let's talk about them real quick, and then we'll move on. Um, is there anything that we can really talk about them? Like, I don't know a lot about this Minnesota team, like, pretty much at all. Um, Dawson Garcia is really, really good. I think – so I have them at 13, Penn State at 14, like I said earlier. Uh, both of these teams will be bad, but will be fun to watch because they will have one player that is really, really, really good. Yeah, and Dawson fair. Garcia is Minnesota's – he's a senior after transferring from – did he transfer straight from Marquette or did he go somewhere first? Uh, I think I feel like he did he go to UNC for a year. I was Georgia. Was it Georgia Tech? No, oh, well, it was UNC. It was UNC. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, he did. So he is that. now at Minnesota in his second year, and he's going to be really good. Um, but the rest of their team's kind of stinky, which yeah, is why I have him at thirteen. You have him at last. Yeah. So, okay, let's move on to our draft. Oh gosh, this one's I gonna be myself out with these because you keep <laughs> being mean. Let's uh, well, let's do it this way. Let me find a coin here. I was gonna say, I feel like that we need to do this to make it because like, I always get the second pick, and I so I get the the turnaround. So the, call it call it the, the uh, What do you what do you want? Heads or tails? Um, give me heads. It's heads. You got first pick. (laughs) I will take the giant man himself and go Zach Eden. That's fair. Um, Okay, then I am going to go... Hmm. Who do I want to go with? It really doesn't matter the order in which we take them, right? So it's like if I pick somebody second, it's more securing just like... Good spot. I don't know. Let's hey, you you draft however you want to draft, man. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go Jameer Young, and then I'm gonna on the turnaround hit Terrence Shannon Jr. All right, cool. I like that. All right, what do we consider Terrence Shannon Jr. Guard forward hybrid? Like he he's not yeah, do whatever you want. No, I, I, I genuine question. Like I, what we consider? I would him. say he's a forward. He's like a wing, right? Or like. Uh, yeah, wing would be, but that's obviously not like an actual. Yeah, I'm gonna put G slash F, and there we go. 
There we go. Um, all right. I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna check one thing real quick. I knew you were gonna end up with this kid. Uh, I kind of want to make you pick between those two. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Boo Booey, and I'm gonna go Dawson Garcia because I think that he will be a big four for them. Plus, we went yeah. really, really heavy on top teams in the Big Ten or Big Twelve, so trying to not do that this time. Yeah. Um. All right. I'm gonna go. Uh. I'm also hoping that you make my decision on another one just easy, so that I don't have to pick. I'm going to go Xavier Booker. That does not help me. Um, and then I'm going to go Cliff Amarui. Also doesn't help me. You're <laughs> the worst. <laughs> um, no, now I have to pick because I have to, to turn here too. Um, or Cliff Amori, I think is how it's technically supposed to be pronounced. Yeah, but. it's always Amarui to me. Yeah. Uh, no. Do you all right? Do you want to guess while I wrestle with myself? Do you want to guess what uh, I'm struggling with right now? Um, are you struggling with like Ace Baldwin and Tyson Walker or something like that? Uh, Tyson Walker is one of them. Uh, I can't. I don't know. I don't know who the other one would to, be. Trying to pick between him and AJ Hogger because I think AJ Hogger is also really uh, really good. Yeah. And so somebody from Michigan State because you haven't finished yeah, <laughs> and they're, they're like. To me, they're very, 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 very close. So I'm like, I, who, what do I do? Hold on. Let me go look. Hmm, let me dash what I do. Let's do, this is stressful. Why do I do this to myself every time? Make it, make a decision, Dal. Um, <laughs> I'll say that the Michigan State guys cannibalize themselves. I'll go Ace Baldwin. And then I'll go another transfer and do Ben Crikey because I think he's going to get a ton of usage. We've we've seen Iowa use their big men. I think they score a lot, so we'll go with him. Okay. Um, So then I have the last one here. I'm going to go with, well, I feel like you teed it off for me. I'm going to go Tyson Walker. That's probably the person that it should be. Yeah, I think I think but, between the shooting, like if we were like to compare these, like got a decent ball hand, like got good ball handlers. You got decent shooting across the board. You got a kind of unicorn, almost unicorn style player and a freshman there, and then you got a lockdown center that isn't Zach Eady, but he's probably the second best center in this league. So I'll take it. All right, so there we have there we have our. First team, all Big t- uh, Big Ten, and I'll post that later today. So we a little teaser for you guys. So you guys, if you're listening to this, you've probably already seen this. But there we go. Um, season superlatives. Let's go. Player of the year. We both have the seven foot, thousand <laughs> feet, whatever you want to call him, Zach Eady. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Sadly. Yeah. It's inevitable. He's Thanos of the Big Ten. He really um, is. <laughs> Who do you have as your coach of the year? Uh, so I switched this on the fly, like I said earlier. Uh, I have Greg Gard with Wisconsin. I think that – I think Michigan State and Purdue are both so – like expected to be so good that I don't think either of their coaches will win it. So to me, it's like who kind of finishes near the top. 
Uh, also, like you said, Greg Gard, you kind of convinced me to do this with Greg Gard finishing. They finished what, like 11th last yeah. year. And I think people will see essentially him bringing back the same team and it flipping to them. If they finish in the top four, like I have them um, that they, that he gets coach of the year, but I, I could see like literally six coaches getting votes in this and it, yeah, again, it's super weird. Yeah. This, this is one of the hardest coach of the years I think we've had yet. Yeah. Um, but I have Kevin Willard from Maryland winning it. They, they were fifth in the conference tied for fifth in the conference last year. And um, in the second season, I think he's, I have them finishing third. So like finishing top three in the conference be pretty good. Um, so essentially our, our, Guess is well. I guess I have them. Yeah, I have them fourth. If you finish third or fourth in this conference, you're winning Coach of the Year because you're not one of the top two teams and in the country. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. Um, all right. So who you have as your freshman of the year? Um, I have Kenzie Mbako. I mean, he's going to have a huge role. Obviously, having to replace um, Trace Jackson Davis and Joe Hutchifino. He's not. He doesn't have a hyphenated name, which makes him drop down a little bit. Apparently, <laughs> on the Indiana side, but no, he's my he's my pick for freshman of the year. Definitely one of the top rated guys. He was right um, there for me on that. Like yeah. very close to picking him. Um, but he's I've been one of the two that we're picking between. Yeah, I, I w- I've been on the Booker train, so I'll stick with it. Xavier Booker as my freshman of the year. Uh, my transfer of the year was almost who you have, but I went with Kalel Ware. And because I, I think his role, his impact at uh, Indiana, I have them finishing what fifth or sixth or something like that. I have them finishing fourth. Um, I think he's going to be a big reason why he's probably going to be the third best big in this league. Um, so there we go. Chloe, yeah, transfer of the year. I have my guy in my uh, all Big Ten first team. So Ace Baldwin is my pick. Um, huge, going to be a huge role. Um, for for Penn State, so I have him kind of there as my high transfer of the year. There are a couple other guys that I considered, but I feel like he's the one. Yeah. Uh, who's your breakout player of the year? I mean, he's not really breakout because he was really, really, really good yeah, last year. I say. <laughs> um, but I feel like he might like blow up and be one of the biggest players in the country. So that's kind of why I'm saying breakout. It's Boo Booey. Um, yeah, I think that. Northwestern is such like a sleepy program in general that I feel like they're going to kind of, now that they made the tournament, I feel like it'll be a big story. Plus his name helps. I could see him being one of the kind of storylines of college basketball for a little bit. So yeah, he's my pick. I'm with you on that. Um, yeah, I have, I have a uh, Chucky Hepburn from Wisconsin as my breakout player of the year. He was pretty good last year when I watched them. Uh, mm-hmm. They weren't a great team, but I think they'll take a step up. Obviously I have them finishing higher than they finished last year. I'm finishing seventh. You haven't finishing higher than that. Um, yep. I think Chucky Hepburn's the reason why. I mean, he averaged well, almost 13 points a game last year. I think he could take a step up, maybe average like 18, and uh, just call his own number a little bit more and call yeah, Tyler he, Wall's can, number a little less. If he can finish at the rim, uh, only shot 37%. He has a higher three-point percentage than field goal percentage last year. Yeah, He can really work on that. Um that could be a big, a big help for yeah for that Iowa team. They don't call or him Chucky for nothing, team. man. He just chucks him. Yeah, he, he <laughs> and he should do more of that because he's really good at chucking. Yep. Uh, Northwestern is my team that scares me the most. So imagine it's like Tuesday night, sleepy, like nine p.m. game. You don't know, like you 
you don't know what to expect. Northwestern's the team that's going to scare me the most in that regards uh, of like having that weird matchup that is inevitable when you play uh, when when teams play college basketball, right? So that's that's the team who I have. Who do you have? If you are on the road, it's Rutgers because again, no <laughs> one goes into Jersey Mike's Arena and wins. Not in um, Danny DeVito's but, house. <laughs> that's right. But uh, no, I picked Iowa. I think the uh, this Iowa offense is going to be absolutely insane. Um, it's what McCaffrey does there every year, and that like there can be there can be games where they just literally score and you can't do anything about it. Um, yeah. So that's why I have them here. All right. Um, who's your best pro prospect in this class in this year in the Big Ten? Someone we actually haven't talked about. Um, kind of filling the shoes of Bryce ball last year. Scotty Middleton is going to be a freshman um, at Ohio State and should be a big part of their success if they have any this year. Um, in our doc, I have Scotty Middleton question mark. You accurate because <laughs> this. This will not be a good year for Big Ten uh, draft prospects in general. No, there are a couple it's terrible. We'll go, but I don't see. I don't see any of these guys getting in the lottery, even maybe like top twenty. Um, so it's a. It's, this was a very interesting question. I had to look at Sam Vicini's uh, most recent mock draft, and no one was really in like the top twenty-five on that one from the Big Ten. So it was definitely a fun, fun question. Yeah. Uh, I, I, again, for like the third time I went with Xavier Booker, uh, mainly because he, he, he's got really a decent handle, um, and a lot of upside and, you know, he's got a lot of bounce. So he's six eleven with a lot of bounce and a decent handle. Like that's just going to translate to the league better than most. Um, especially in that dunker spot almost is giving me Derek Lively junior vibes, but, or Derek Lively second vibes, but, um, I think he's going to have a little bit better handle and can be a little bit more of a threat to score than Derek Lively was. So, yeah. Um, and then the sleeper team of the year, we already talked about it. I have Penn State, no doubt. There we go. Northwestern was the, the one for me. Uh, kind of similar to why they're the team that scares you the most. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So, all right. Um, the the question you love to ask at the at the end of every conference episode, what you got? Um, yeah. What are you most excited for for this uh, for this year in the Big Ten? I know the Big Ten is neither of our favorite conference, uh, <laughs> so not as much to be excited about uh, on both of our sides. But what you got, man? This is it's hard to get excited about a conference that we don't really care about. <laughs> that We don't really <laughs> trust. Um, and a conference where a lot of these teams are essentially the exact same as the teams I had last year. Yeah. Uh, they didn't really change a whole, whole lot. Um, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see some of these teams that they get a lot of media love, but they don't, Translate. It doesn't translate into the tournament. Like I'm excited to see some of these teams take the next step into the tournament. Hopefully, um, like trivia time. How many? Like, when is the last time that India or, or not India? When is not even the last time? The it was the last time. Sixty three other teams have finished in the top twenty five since the last time that Indiana has finished in the top twenty five. Damn. Like it's a full... been a long time. So yeah. like 
for the talent that they had last year, I'm excited to see like Woodson take that step up. Um, Illinois, like they always get a lot of media love. Let's just actually like own it. It's it, to me, I'm excited to see this for the Big Ten to be like a nut up or shut up year. Like we said, yeah. I think for other coaches in the league, the league as a whole needs to like you either need to take a step up or you need to like the media probably is like getting getting tired of this like this uh the the narrative around it like big 10 so loaded every year and blah 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 it's like okay then prove it like do something in the tournament you know like your best yeah. team your best team lost in the first round last year in the tournament like number one overall seed like that's not a good showing for them you know so um i'm excited to see them try and prove that wrong yeah um I think I'm excited to see some of these guys on the lesser teams cook. Uh, it is what's going to make this conference fun, I think, uh, especially for a conference that has the top two teams that seem like that they're pretty locked in as the top two. Uh, getting to watch just like boo booey. There, there's a lot of a lot of those smaller teams do have at least one really really great player that will be contending for like all conference teams at the end. So. Uh, that's I think that's probably the thing I'm most excited for. Um, but like you said, it's this is not our favorite conference, so <laughs> it doesn't excite me all that much. It sucks. <laughs> um, so yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, we are coming in at like about 50 minutes here, so let's wrap things up. Next week, we are going to be talking for the last time that we'll be able to do this, Dal. The Pac-12. Um, it's, it's, it's time. So we are going to go all out. We'll try and get a guest on for that as we finish uh, our last conference preview with the PAC 12. And then I think we're going to hit PAC 12 next week and sec next week as well. So a little double, Sweet. double dose there. Um, like we said, we're going to be hitting the beer side of beers and buckets a little harder than we have been so far in this season. Um, we have some awesome things planned for you guys. I promise you won't want to miss it. So make sure you follow us on Instagram and TikTok, And obviously please check us out on Twitter. If you haven't, um, if you're following along on YouTube, thank you for watching like the video. It helps the algorithm. I promise. And uh, yeah. And we appreciate you guys sharing this episode and, and sharing your ideas. If you have any other ideas for us to do with beer or buckets, uh, by all means, send them our way. So Either one. yeah, it doesn't matter. We like both beer and basketball. That's why we're here. And that's why you're listening. So um, this has been the bottom line. Cause Connor said, so, you guys have a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace.